I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sex Talk. We're glad you're here. We've got a lot of great questions. I've got Tracy Cox on the Zoom. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm I'm a bit jealous that you've been to Formula One. Yes. Has to be said. Yes, I just Actually, got back. Is it from... fun watching cars just go round and round? I think the atmosphere would be amazing. No, it's not fun. As a matter of fact, I realize that unless you understand it, unless you're really into it, that part isn't fun. But what is fun is if you go with a great group of people. Because mm. it's like being at, it's like being dropped in the middle of nowhere because it's so hot. You're at a, this this big like fairground, and you just hear zoom zoom for hours, and you just eat like bad food and laugh and use porta potties. That I mean, the porta potties. I can't even. I feel like we've come so far in the world with technology that we are still going to the bathroom <laughs> in like capsules that drop into a big nasty like hole. I just am like. How is it like this? But it is. Mm. So no, we had a great time. I was with some of the best people ever from all over the world. And, you know, the races aren't there. Where was it? It was in Austin. All oh, right. Okay. Great. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. I love the people. I love that people love it so much. I don't quite get mm. it yet, but I'm getting so much closer. Really right. into it. Okay. Well done. Well yeah. done, Kelsey. She's getting into Formula One. It's not exactly sex training though, is it now? No, but the, I'll tell you what, the, some of the people are dressed to impress and they are ready to go. And I'm like, that outfit does not look like it belongs outside watching race cars. Like <laughs> I looked like a homeless person. All these other girls are like in heels and white pants. I'm like, that's not oh, going to go God. well for you. No. But, <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's, right. let's transfer from race car to uh, sex. I think we've got some great questions here. All right. I'm going to get started. Number one question. How do I learn to relax and enjoy my partner giving me oral sex? I've been seeing a guy and I'm really enjoying the relationship. At first, I wouldn't let him go down on me for all the usual self-conscious reasons, but I decided to be open to the experience since he convinced me that he likes doing it. I still can't get myself to fully relax and enjoy the experience. I worry about what reaction I should be having, how long it's supposed to take. Is he just going to be disappointed again if I don't orgasm? How can I get my brain to cooperate and learn to like oral sex? Right. 
Well, you're not going to like my answer, so I'll let Tracy go first because Tracy's going to yell at me for my answer. Okay, I'll yell at you after. So I think oral sex does require you to be very, very comfortable with your body. And in the longer email, because I did have to cut this back a bit, the girl talks about that she's grown up Catholic. She's had a very negative upbringing with sex. And I think that if you're lying there and somebody's up and up close and personal with your genitals, it is very hard to relax when, when your subconscious is knocking on the door going, what the hell are you doing? You shouldn't be enjoying that. That's dirty. That's filthy. So she's battling that to start. Lots of women don't enjoy oral sex. Some of them find that it just tickles. They don't like the sensation. Lots of women don't like the technique that their partner uses, but don't want to say anything or feel you know, a bit uncomfortable saying something. But most of the women who don't enjoy oral sex are worried about appearance and smell. So there's all that sort of stuff. But I do think even if you're not worried about appearance or smell, you have to be supremely confident to not be self-conscious at the start of a relationship. Even I, Kelsey, in the past have been self-conscious at the start of the relationship. So the first thing I think she needs to do is to educate her, like calm herself down if she has any worries about appearance and smell. And a good way to do this is there's a thing on Instagram called the Volva Gallery, and it's all diagrams. It's nothing to in your face, but it just shows you the different shapes and sizes, which is a very good thing to look at. And I've mentioned this before, but I just think it's fabulous, which is Jamie McCarthy with a C. They're called Vagina Cast, and he's cast at a plaster of Paris all these women's vulvas, and he makes these fantastic wall, whole walls, a gallery of them, and you can look through and just see what everyone's vulva looks like. And it, because it's plaster of Paris, it's not like shocking, and it's really, really eye-opening. So that should give you an idea that you don't need to, you know, that whatever you look like, it's going to be normal. Somebody else is going to look like you. With the smell, I always say, and vagina should smell slightly, a healthy vagina smells slightly acidic, but it shouldn't smell bad. If it does smell bad or strong, you need to go to your GP. Otherwise, just have a shower beforehand if it makes you feel better, and that will solve those too. I have to say the more you have oral sex, the more confident you're going to get at it. So I have every hope that she will get comfortable with it. But as for what reaction should I have, I found that quite interesting. So I think most women would moan and groan when they like what's being done. Lots of women hold the guy or female, if it's, if it's female doing it, hold the person's head in place if you like what's going on. If it's too hard, you sort of pull their head a bit away. If it's not hard enough, you push their head down. So don't be too scared to direct. So you don't have to just sit there with your arms by your side. You normally put them on his head. How long does it take? Like, God, so many factors. It could be if you're stressed, if you've had a few drinks, depends on how aroused you are, who the person is doing it, what their te technique's like. But I would say between four to 25 minutes, would you? She's making a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I, I totally understand what she said. I felt this way most of my life, especially after I had kids with my husband. Mm-hmm. And I know that this goes against everything, but this can be something where you don't have to always have this like huge orgasm. You can make some sounds and let him do that. And then when you're done, you can kind of, I mean, I don't want to say fake it, but that's what I'm going to say. Not fake it, but you're going to experience that that's enough. You enjoyed it. And there'll be some type of signal that you're like, that's good. I will say it took me 
until I was in my mid forties to really lean into this or open Mm, my legs mm. to this, that I could relax and enjoy it. I would say for me, it was easier for me to be up on his face as opposed to having him in between your legs. In between yeah. my legs. It felt like I was in more control. It felt less, I wasn't, I didn't It is less like, embarrassing because there's no, there's no eye contact, is there? Yeah. And then you're kind of, you can look away. You're not just standing, like laying there on your back. So you might want to try that, see if he can lay down and then you can kind of walk up to his face. Mm. I found that for me really changed everything. I want to say one point about the, the faking it though, because I love the fact that she hasn't faked it. I love that she hasn't faked it. And do you know what? So many women do fake it with oral sex where they, and it's kind of a, a, I suppose, a sneaky way of getting what you want. Like what most women do, I would say nearly all women do, is when they have a new partner, they fake it at the start and then they gently direct him and get him to to the point where it suddenly becomes, well, not suddenly, but eventually becomes a real orgasm. So the guy's got no clue that she's faked it at the start until she's trained him and then she has a real one. So I admire this this girl for not faking and being upfront about it. I mean, if we could go a little bit deeper on this question, I think, you know, I think this idea that we have to have orgasms all the time, women do, or men, And in the last relationship I had, there was a real sense that like, that wasn't the goal. And when we took that goal out of it, then you could have, you could have oral sex and just be done. And there could be just like, that's good. But what happens is sometimes you throw them a bone and you're like, oh yeah, great. And then they think they're like, great. And you don't, you don't have to get all the way to the end to be. No, absolutely not. Like I I wish we looked at faking differently because it's almost like we have to be super honest and never say anything. But the truth is like, orgasms come and go. Some of them are really good. Some of them are light. Some of them you almost get there, but you don't. Some of them you have to focus your heart. So, you know, you might just, we might want to think about changing that idea that if you don't have some huge, big orgasm, but you make some sounds and say, that was great. That, that you don't, it's not as much faking. It's saying like that, that's enough for that. And it was lovely. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. Because I I think that you should be honest enough and comfortable enough in a relationship to say, God, you know what? That was absolutely perfect the way you were doing that. But I just missed the moment or I'm just tired today or I'm just, you know. Yeah. So so in, I don't think you should have to fake it. I understand why women do. God knows I've faked well, it. Well, I don't, I think faking it to the big orgasm, like in the movies where they do the fake, like I'm talking mm. about just being like, that felt really good. I got close. It got somewhere, but that there's not. Well, that's not faking it. It kind of is, is though, because if they say, did you have an orgasm? I would be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. That's faking it. Because who cares? What I would say to her is to say to him, because she sounds like she's been quite upfront with him anyway. I don't know why. I think this woman's Scandinavian or something. I don't know why I get that. I don't know why. But I think she should say to him, look, I'm really loving this. You know I'm a bit self-conscious about it, but I'm really loving the experience. But can we, exactly what you said, can we just enjoy ourselves rather than, try to get me to orgasm because I feel like if we take the pressure off I probably will and I have every confidence that she will but I don't think she should feel bad for feeling self-conscious because I think a lot of women feel very self-conscious yeah I did the guy that like he couldn't get excited unless we started that way and I remember feeling like I just I'm not ready to start like right there I'm not ready to like get in the bed (laughs) because you're like yes please you know who you are (laughs) and I have girlfriends that just love it that's how most women have their orgasms with partners it's yeah, it's sex. not, that was never my thing. So it's for me, I'm like, we got to go there so soon. Like, mm. it is weird to sort of start it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, so mm. I think, you know, just know that there's some people that really love this and it's what they love most as a woman. They like being in control. They like 
how it feels. I am not that way. I enjoy it, but I enjoy sex and other stuff much more than I do that exact act. Mm, so mm. just know there's no, none of us have to do what everybody else does. And so it's but okay. I think she wants to do it. I think she wants to do it. Yeah. She's doing it. She's doing yeah. great. But don't be disappointed if you don't orgasm. Just enjoy it and get up on his face. It's easier. <laughs> that's my Struggle motto. Struggle his today. face. Struggle. And if you do that, like make sure you're near a wall so you can hang on to the wall. Exactly. Have fun. Mm. Go wild, fun. lady. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, next question. Right. After 13 years of marriage, I found out my husband had had several sex affairs. I found a message from a woman he was sleeping with, and once confronted, he confessed and told me it wasn't the first time. This was his third. We married young, and he says even though he doesn't regret it and loves me, he feels he missed out on sleeping with other people a bit. He insists they were, it was just sex and nothing else, and I believe him. He used condoms and was discreet. We're in counseling and working things through, but I am still so angry, and I feel like I want revenge. Should I have my own affair to even up the score? Hmm. We're going to argue about this one too, you and I. Are we? Okay, all right. I'm going to say, well, first of all, I think logically, right, I remember talking to a woman who specialised in marriage, guidance counselling, she was very, very, very good, and she said what she finds interesting is that people never come in and say, listen, our marriage was 95% fabulous and 5% of it's been shit. So this guy, she's been married to him 13 years, I don't know why I get the impression that he's probably quite decent apart from this. I just do. I think that, you know, he he's confessed the minute she found something. He was probably dying to confess because he probably felt bad. I feel like, you know, he's gone to therapy. You know, the two of them are trying to work it out. I feel like, yes, there's a lot to save here. I really do feel like there's a lot to save, and I'm glad that they're in therapy. Emotionally, of course you're going to be angry because... Especially, I mean, if assuming they got she she had hadn't had any experience with other people either, they're both in the same boat. And she's thinking to herself, you know, hang on a minute, you wouldn't be the only person in this marriage that was thinking what it would be like to sleep with other people. I stuck to my side of the gut bargain, and you haven't stuck to yours. So of course you're going to think, well, bloody hell, he's gone out and done it. Why can't I go out and even up the score? But. The thing is, and this is the point that I really want to make, the main point I want to make with this is don't kid yourself that you are owed this. Don't think that we might think you're owed it, your friends might think you're owed it, but your husband won't necessarily agree. So if you have a revenge affair and you get caught, it is going to be just as threatening to your marriage as his affair was to the marriage. So don't think that you can just do it. Now, having said that, I have two 
people that I know not very well, but I do know that they had revenge affairs and it made them feel better And because they couldn't get past the anger. They just couldn't. And what they did, one of them in the days before COVID, when you could go away for a work trip, she slept with some random guy at a work trip, never to be seen again. One night stand told no one. Second person slept with their personal trainer, sacked the trainer, which wasn't very <laughs> nice. Told no one, told no one, not even their best friends, one off, one night, no evidence, never to be caught. And every time their husband, you know, they got angry with their husband, they'd think to themselves, well, I evened that up and you don't know. And it made them feel better about it. So I think what she should do is not have the revenge affair, but say to the husband, put the fear of God into him and say, do you know how tempting it would be to have a revenge affair at this point? Because it's very tempting and just let him have to live with that. That's what I would do. Yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, I, I just think we've tried to simplify marriage so much and it is so tricky and there's so many parts to it. It sounds like this man did something that he, it was an urge. It was something he wanted. He got married young. I totally get that feeling. I mean, I remember thinking I've only slept with two people in my life and that's all I'll ever sleep with. And that was a real, it was sad to me that I would never, ever experience anything different, but I was willing to to hold on it, even though Nate had slept with hundreds of people. Did you not feel jealous? No, not at all. I was happy. I was like, get it out of your system, you dirty dog. Yeah, no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant that yeah. you hadn't slept with me. I mean, people. I just never even was, I wasn't in, I didn't even feel that type of sexual vibe until I was in my late 30s. I didn't, I, right. I, I, all that was on my mind was babies and raising kids and having a job. It just, it wasn't the lead story for me. But right. Now it is. Um, <laughs> Good. But so, you know, I think, I think it's complicated and we try to make everything black or white, but life is about the gray. And so I, I love that he, that you know, I love the way you handled it because if you built a life with someone you adore and they apologize, you know, if he keeps doing it, that's a whole nother thing. But I think it's, I think it's beautiful when people fight for something good. And I think we hurt each other, but the way we, we stay together is we're honest and we try to figure it out. In terms of you wanting revenge, I mean, I would just be honest with him about that. I really want to go sleep with someone else. I feel like it would feel it would feel better. And it'll be interesting to see what he says. The problem is whenever you're like, get permission to have an affair, you don't. Because affairs are about nobody knowing it being bad. So when someone's like, sure, go have sex with someone else, it, you'll, you'll see you're struggling there. Just mm-hmm. try to tap into your feminine side and just feel sexy again and see, you know, you might even just want to flirt with someone else or just feel something... And then also maybe that will make you remember how he feels, which is in the end, you guys want to be together mm. and you're not in like a tit for tat type of situation here. No, two wrongs don't make a right, do they? So I don't know. I yeah. think you go day by day. So I don't know. I didn't, did you get the impression? I, th- I thought she wanted, she didn't say, I feel like I want it. I've missed out. So why can't I go out and experiment? She said a revenge affair. So I don't yeah. know whether she wants to. Yeah. So it's not like, well, you've had someone new. Well, I want someone new. It's more like, no. I oh, want to get back at him. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you're like, you him, punch yeah. me, I'll punch you. And then we'll yeah. all be happy. Yeah, mm. I mean, you'll figure it out. But I think that you guys have a, you know, don't don't mistaken that you guys have something good. Um, I don't love that he's had three times that he slept with people. That feels like a little bit of a pattern. If it was one, mm. I'd be like, okay, so you might want to just dig into that just a little bit because it's not like he had did it one time and he's like, mea culpa. He's like, oh, well, yeah. since we're here, this has happened before. So you just want yeah. to look into that. And it sounds like- you And when in the marriage as well. I wonder mm-hmm. when in the marriage it was, whether yeah. they 
Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, I'm not suggesting he's a saint, but I just don't think, I don't know. I think if you're going to do it, you need to do it for yourself and be, just tell no one, tell exactly. absolutely no one. I love that I, we can't fake orgasms, but you're like, go have a fair and don't tell a soul. <laughs> I'm not saying that, really. <laughs> you're like, keep but it I to would, yourself. I'm like, moan a little really, bit. I, if you're going to do it, I'm not advising it, but if you do do it, tell Agreed. no one. That's how you get away with it. Agreed. Right. Okay. We're, so, we're very morally high. Up God, over orgasms here. again. Mm-hmm. We've got another orgasm question. I probably should have mixed them up. Everybody's into it. Okay. Yep. Next question. I'm a 24-year-old straight guy and learning lots about sex from your show. I'm curious about whether you can tell if a woman has had a real orgasm or not. I looked it up online and read that a red rash appears on the chest when a woman climaxes. I've slept with several, several women since then, and not one has had a rash, even though they <laughs> acted like they had an orgasm. Were they faking... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, no, buddy. I yes. don't think they were. No, no. Well, we don't know, but I'm telling you, when no, you have a good no, orgasm, right. shush. When you have a good orgasm, you're going to see some red on that chest. A good. Right, one. So every time you do it, you have a you have red on the chest. I mean, I haven't looked at my it. chest recently, but if it's like a good one that kind of blows my mind, yeah, yeah. You're, you're heated up. Yeah, but. If it's the ones I fake, no, they, I don't get the red rash. <laughs> no, but I have to, listen, Mars and I both get red rashes like immediately. So they appear and, and disappear very quickly, a red rash. And it is one of the two fairly reliable indicators of an orgasm is the red flash. But I have also experimented and had a solo sex orgasm. That was rather nice, by the way. And I didn't get the flash. I don't think you get it from that. Chest. I don't think you get it from that. An orgasm's an orgasm, Kelsey. No, I think there's something about when you do it with someone else and there's a big lead up, whereas it's not like a Who's vibrator. Who's the expert here? I am. Who is I'm... the expert about orgasms? I am the expert. But don't orgasm you... orgasm is an orgasm. No. It was a good orgasm. The, the orgasm that I had with Mars was pretty standard. So it wasn't about passionate orgasms create the, the flush. It's not about that. Let me continue. So... It's an indicator, not a fact. Not always will you get the flush on your chest, but sometimes you might. The other thing, which is an indicator, is that the clitoris gets very sensitive afterwards, straight afterwards. But not even that's completely true, because if you've had a lot to drink, you're quite numb. So it sort of overrides that. If you're highly, highly aroused and you think, sod it, I'm just going to get past that uncomfortableness, you can. So they're indicators. They aren't the truth. And the thing is, men shouldn't feel stupid about orgasms, whether to tell women have had them or not, because sometimes we don't even know. Like sometimes I'll be like, did that? You know, those orgasms mm-hmm. that you get up to the top and then all of a yes. sudden it's gone and you're like, did that happen? That's so what I'm we talking don't about. even know half the yeah. time. Like we what don't qualifies as a real or like, that's what I don't like is like, there's either this or this, you either have an orgasm or you don't. But my experience of the last six years is it kind of is more like a wave. It floats. It comes and goes. Sometimes it's really a powerful wave. Sometimes you can really feel feel mm. the ending of it. It crashes. And sometimes you're like, was that was I there or was I not? So that's why I don't like the faking thing because I think along the way you can have moments where it feels like you're about to climax, but you might not. But that mm. still was mm. like good. Yeah, you rode away. You rode but do you away. know that the irony of all this is that like 70, 77% actually of women find it easier easier to orgasm on their own than with a partner, even when you include the reliable methods of a finger and a tongue, right? Even if you include that. But women, and this is where it's really, really annoying because this could so easily be solved. Women who get up the courage to say to their partners, actually, this is a technique that really works for me. They do that bit. And then they fall at the last hurdle because then they feel embarrassed saying to their partner, but could you do it for 20 minutes? 
They just don't, women really don't like to say you need to do it for a very long time. Well, not even a very, that's not a very long time, but for a while. But men in studies always say they don't mind being told, they prefer to be told, and they don't mind doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. So if only, you know, the left hand would talk to the right hand, literally, we wouldn't have this problem. We would not have this problem. Well, I think it's because women, if you told us to give you a blowjob for a long time, we'd be like, that's a no. So we think, because we're, because yeah, yeah. guys get turned it's on by, yeah, I don't know, guys it's hard get, to work. Well, guys get turned on watching us get turned on. Mm. We well, give blowjobs for them. I love getting, no, I love the power of, of watching them get turned on from a blowjob. Yes, job. I know. And but I've if, just written about this and loads of women said that was the main thing, reason why they like doing it. I like that too, but we like on. the power. They like the they like what we feel. I will say if 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 it takes a really long time to give a blowjob, oh, yeah. your mouth gets really, really tired. But giving women oral sex would be hard work as well. Your neck would get all caught, your tongue would be all tired. Oh, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Nothing's choking you out. No, this is not fair. This is not fair. It oh, is- I think I think it's easier to give a man a blowjob if you're in control. If my grandmother was alive and heard me having this conversation, <laughs> she literally would come back and just punch me in the face. This is oh great. Anyway, I think oh. that you are, I think that you don't have to have a red rash. A red rash means you just really hit it out of the park, buddy. But she could yeah. have an orgasm without it. But I'm telling you, when the red rash comes, try to memorize whatever the hell you did. Yeah. But the only thing, and what, what we need to say really importantly here is that the only way to find out if a woman's had an orgasm is to ask her. And the only way to trust that she's going to tell the truth is that if she doesn't feel like she has to lie. So if you say to the guy, if you say to the girl or whoever you're sleeping with, look, I know women sometimes get pressure from guys that they have to have an orgasm to make the guy feel good. I'm not that guy. My ego is not tied up in this. I want to learn how to give you an orgasm, but I know that some days it's not going to happen and it's not the the end game. It's not, you know, it's all about just enjoying yourself. It's not about, you know, everybody has to tick the orgasm box. Right. Every sex therapist I know says we're obsessed with orgasms. This exactly is my point. Spoke. Yeah, we are obsessed with Obsessed yeah. with it. If we took it out of it and nobody wanted to know if they had them or if they didn't. Or if yeah, they but then we fake. wouldn't have to fake, would we? That's my point. Like if we just stopped caring if people were having orgasms and say to them, did you enjoy that? Mm. Yeah. That's fun. But faking it is perpetuating this. It's yes. not helpful. It's perpetuating it. Well, them asking us if we had an orgasm is what's perpetuating it. Mm, true. We're faking true. because they're asking. If nobody yeah, asks, you don't have to say anything. No. So, but if we didn't pretend we'd be having them, they wouldn't keep asking because they wouldn't think that it was normal. This is all so true. It's a, it's a vicious old circle, isn't it? So if we didn't fake, they would realize that women don't orgasm all the time. Yeah. And then for they wouldn't expect women to. So it's it's both, if we just all need to be honest and then it would all solve. But, you know, there's so many emotional and vulnerabilities with sex, isn't it, yeah. that yeah. people just aren't. But I do anyway. like that idea when you start a relationship, and I'll, I'll actually take this advice for myself and I'll report back when I get into one. Just starting from the beginning being like, let's just enjoy this. Let's make this yeah. a, like a pleasurable experience and nobody has to get anywhere. Nobody has to climax. We just, we're going to connect with each other emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Let's see how that goes. And we need music. Don't forget music. Okay. <laughs> in a dark room. In a dark, in a dark room. And yeah. And with whiskey. That's all I need. Dark room, music, whiskey, and don't pressure me. I'm, I'm fun. Anyone call me. <laughs> <laughs> Be running hot. Okay. That's enough for today. Brilliant. Okay. Great to talk to you. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.